I got the thumbs up, so we're going. So welcome to the Nerd Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I'm here with Jess Michaela. Yeah. All the guys that were left. Left us. Yeah. They're not sick. They just had stuff to do. It's been that kind of a month and week. Um, but yeah, on this episode, we're talking about what if your brand was drunk? <laughs> I know. You're sitting there watching this or listening now, and you're going like, oh man, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> But think about it. What if your brand was drunk? You invite it over, you know, hang out, and it shows up. <laughs> and it's all like, I, I, I sell like, I sell like razors in the aftershaves club. You know, <laughs> well, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, the, does the brand make sense? Um, so, but first, we're, it's really about um, thinking about attributes of your brand. I know that sounds like a weird tie-in. Um, attributes are just a single word that kind of describes your brand. It's kind of like what you th- immediately think about when you think of a brand. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you know, brands have personalities and these attributes are directly tied to that. So what if the brand was drunk? What would it be like? Mm-hmm. Would the personality be amplified or would it be like really subdued? Like, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, like being like an actual person. Yeah. Like what characteristics or in this case attributes uh develop or create who you are yeah yeah like are you the shy one are you like a little bit more monotone and timid or are you like loud and funny and like boom yeah yeah exactly your face i won't ask what you're like drunk you uh, uh, i'm a sad <laughs> <laughs> she's like hmm depends on the liquor depends which on I, the liquor yeah. depends on the day there's many factors to yeah consider. for me i think i'm a sad drunk <laughs> i think I don't really know because I've never been drunk with anybody else that I can remember. Uh, and I haven't been drunk in like years anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a bad idea for me because the blood sugar issues. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I know. Uh, diabetes runs in my family, so I need to be yeah. careful too. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, things to I think about like how would that brand act differently? So, and I was actually trying to do this exercise for ourselves as well as I was just trying to brainstorm. It's like how would Nerd Brand act differently if Nerd Brand was drunk? And I kind of look at John, as quiet as John is and as reserved as he is, and I look at Mitch, and then I look at us. You and I are the loudest. Yes. Um, So I kind of feel like they would just get extremely quiet even more, Mm -hmm. and you and I would just be, like, annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'd just be shouting at them into a quarter. (laughs) Here we go. John would get so angry. I feel like John would get angry. <laughs> Start throwing things. <laughs> I just, I, I picture it. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can. It's like, just see a stapler thrown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, you just, just break Mitch, mm-hmm. you know, and he'd probably join in. Just gets in a fetal position. Like, yeah, hey. yeah. He just starts rocking back and forth, and he's just like, enough. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, Oh, and that's kind of like, you know, you can think about would your brand act differently? Would it be funnier? Would it talk louder? You kind of brought some of these up. Mm-hmm. Would it be more confrontational? Mm-hmm. Um, some I'm, people are like that when they're yeah. intoxicated. I know several friends that are like that. <laughs> like if something sets them off. Yeah. And I feel like that's like with a brand too. If something is set off, that's when the confrontation happens. And I feel like it's competition with another yeah. brand. Uh, yeah. In a way, you know. Yeah, I'm, I remember the burger wars between McDonald's and Burger King, and that's sort of come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt like, um, even with uh, social media brands, there's that little bit of snarkiness. 
and mm-hmm. every with them and all. Uh, a friend of mine, he and I were talking at one time. We wanted to do a video skit where all the brands, like we just get the T-shirts, one's Instagram and one's Facebook and all that, put them all in a room, and then Yahoo shows up. <laughs> wow, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Y'all, he just walks over to Gmail and is like, hey, hey, man, I, I just found out your your car uh, uh, warranty's out. And then everybody's just like, go home, Yahoo, you're drunk. <laughs> Don't try, Yahoo. Don't try. <laughs> Call your Brandon Uber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're the new employee. And you've been with us now for about four weeks. It's it'll be three months next. Three month, months next month. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why I don't it's like. It's just been. It's our uh, yeah. Nerd been nerd brand's been like the roadrunner ever since I got uh, on here. <laughs> yeah. But now you know why we like have everything like so uh, organized because if it wasn't, it would be just this explosion of chaos mm-hmm. and fizzle out and you know I mean it. It's just. It, the industry that we're in is very competitive, but it's also, it's just like that. Mitch alluded to that in a previous podcast episode about how it's always this way where you're always running. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite analogy he gave, I don't know if you caught it, was the shark, that the shark has to breathe in order to breathe. It has to keep moving to keep water through the gills to breathe. Mm -hmm. Because many people think sharks are just around just devouring what's ever in their path. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, they're breathing. So, and that's an agency. That's what an agency has to do. Um, I know this is like your second job. Is that right? Your second job or like big girl job? I mean, yeah. Yeah. In a yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't count <laughs> uh, well, serving tables as my first yeah. big girl job. We'll leave any other body of places you worked at out of it. But, yeah. um, so from an attribute standpoint, we have actually done this exercise as a team mm-hmm. where we've gotten together and we've talked about brand attributes with each other. And we've only really come up with two, and I think we've just kind of landed on that because if you think too hard about it, then it ain't, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just trying Pretty to Pretty as easy, smart as hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we have strategic and creative. That's very mm-hmm. simple, but... But there was one that um, our graphic designer, Reba, was hinting at too, was that we're unique. Yes. We are... And it's because of our strategy that we utilize. We get more in depth and more in the nitty gritty of what separates your brand from any, everyone else's. It's parts from its competitors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not only is that good, like from a branding standpoint, but like developing a professional relationship with that client too. It, it builds that trustworthiness yeah. that not a lot of uh, marketing companies or branding agencies have to offer. They're just looking for the cut. They're looking for the, the dough. Close, yeah. end of sale or close a business yeah yeah and at the end of the day we all have to close business to survive mm-hmm. but it's just um putting that first is usually a it's not a good way to start the relationship it's mm-hmm. sort of <laughs> just think about personal relationships is that really how you want to start the relationship want to close the sale i think mm-hmm. those listening that are over the age of you know well anybody educated probably could figure out what i'm talking about you don't do that um so are you thinking of like when you heard that from Reba, mm-hmm. did you have any that popped into your head? You don't have to share them, or if you want to, you can. I was thinking the word unique, but like a synonym for it, mm-hmm. like because I feel like that's just a word that's always thrown out. Like, oh, that's so unique. Um, I honestly can't think of another one. I, I would say unique as well. Um, 
trustworthy, I would say, is another one that we could tag in there as one of our attributes because mm-hmm. we know our stuff. We have the credibility and the expertise. Like you have experience with WordPress since what? 2008. 2008. Yeah. yeah. Mitch is... Uh, graphic design experience for over 25 years and john had his own business with holding accounts and uh, marketing background so it just as a team we're very credible and mm-hmm. very trustworthy and the credibility establishes the trustworthiness yeah. we had a fun moment where we were exchanging an email robert you can chime in on this because it was pretty funny when uh reba and i ended up uh, we <laughs> i think there's always that apprehension of how to introduce yourself at events mm-hmm. and it's awful did you have that do you have that feeling too when you have to do that i don't even like to introduce <laughs> myself at events anymore <laughs> i'm kind of like on john like john last time we did that episode where john you guys were talking about like going to networking events mm-hmm. i was kind of like really feeling john there i was like mm-hmm. yeah man you're right just kind of stand there and wait for someone to walk up to you mm-hmm. but um yeah, introducing yourself can be strange at those networking events because it doesn't always it, it's hard to be super authentic, especially in like those speed rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You it, overthink a lot too, like okay, how am I going to introduce my introduce myself differently this time or yeah. what do I want to do to make myself look better or mm-hmm. um Yeah, and when you're sound uh, better. Yeah, and when you're to tie into the topic when you're drunk, you don't do that. <laughs> That's why I just get drunk before I go to networking events. <laughs> I was wondering about. what was wrong with you that one day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about like those B and I like type settings. Like it, it feels so theatrical to to introduce yourself sometimes, mm-hmm. and I really, really hate that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always like a pitch at the very end, or like a. Uh, I'm like looking a for cliche. yeah. And I think that you should say, I'm looking for, but like with you, Robert, I remember standing, I, I went to an event with Robert and we literally were both standing and off the side watching everybody and the people running the event were like, get around and talk to people you haven't talked to before. And Robert and I are like, we're having anxiety and we were like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm just here for like, the cheese. No. <laughs> Start twiddling your thumbs. No. Yeah. And, uh, but we had quite a few people come up, you know, it, it worked, but. He, we do like so of a niche thing. There's yeah. not a lot of explanation that you can back behind that. Mm-hmm. Like he'll come in and say, like, yeah, we're podcasting, producing podcasts for people. Yeah, and if you want to boil it all down, that's it. You know, that's why I found like for people in our industry, like going to network event events is great for us. Um, being part of like leads group, I've discovered that it might not be great for people mm-hmm. in our positions. Um, first off, we are not B to C. We help people with B to C. We are not B to C. Um, so when it comes to generating leads for other people with the niche that we're in and with the corporate parts that we're in, it's almost a little unfair, you know, cause like I'm not a real estate agent, so I'm not going to generate, I'm not going to, you know, talk to a hundred people a week that might need a new roof. And I can actively see that. Yeah, right away, they could really partner with a roofing company. Yeah, I've had that too. Yeah. Where I've been in a leads group and other places, and um, I went to an event and I left one, um, not not the one you're in, because <laughs> I know they listen to this show. Not talking about St. Matthew's, Kristen, because I know Kristen's an avid fan. 
Um, but it was another one. And uh, they came up to me, like one of the members, I really like her. And she was like, oh, why'd you leave? You know, and I was like, because I don't have anybody to refer to you. Mm-hmm. None of the people that I know. It's a very honest thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I can't bring you guys as, you know, much value besides my witty comic relief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally where I was at with it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I can show up and do some humor and make some jokes or show up drunk or whatever. But that's about it. <laughs> it's a social event for me. You know, I can't, I could not literally, this one was at the point where I just literally could not add any value. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a big deal for me because it wasn't far from where I lived or anything. So it wasn't like, oh God, I got to save gas. But it was just that. It was the idea that looking at knowing our brand and who we are, our attributes. I mean, we, when you know who, it's like a person, when you know who you are, you know where to go, where not to go, where your strengths are. That's the whole point of branding is what we're getting into here is like, you know, I don't care if, if, if it could work that way and everything would be appropriate um, to sit in a client meeting and get them drunk and then let them talk and then go like, okay, we know the message now, the mm-hmm. real message. Because everybody BSs at the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Then they, they release the truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the secrets. Yeah. What yeah. you really want. Yeah, and it takes so long to get there. You know, people always wonder, like, why does it take so long to do that? Because it takes a long time for people to be raw and honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and alcohol has a way of alleviating that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gentleman that we work with. He does marketing research. He's told, uh, he's got a fast, we're going to try to get him on the show and talk. He said, he's got a fascinating story about, uh, I think it was Ford. He was working with when he was in LA, mm-hmm. put him in a room and then put vodka in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Oh man, that lit it up. So I want him to come in and kind of piggyback on this one and talk about it. <laughs> People are so guarded, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, even no matter what realm you're in, consumer or, or business today, you are bombarded by mm-hmm. messaging from everywhere, buy this, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the companies are using tactics to, you know, inauthentically seem like they're being authentic to try to mm-hmm. open you up. So now you're even guarded against uh, the... Um, you know, the human interactions. Yeah. Are you really that way? Like people, it's never really been a question, I think, towards us as nerd brand, like looking at us as like a fun brand, fun group, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are very serious. Like I was having a conversation and I was like, yeah, we are. But there is a threshold of, you know, where we know BS and we can call it and I will Mm -hmm. um, because you have to be in business. You know, you want to be as approachable as you can be and honest and everything, but you also have to be careful that people don't walk on you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like assertive in a way. Yeah. Not passive aggressive, but assertive. Like you need to know when you put, put your foot down, know to say when enough is enough. Yeah. Stand Um, your ground. And I think, so you don't want to be a people pleaser. Uh, even though you're maybe in an industry to try to please people. See, that's my, I feel like I, I feel like I get told that I'm a people pleaser to the point where I get burnt out and I just collapse or uh-huh. I just need to like, you know, lie down for days <laughs> and everyone's like, what's wrong? And I'm just like, I'm just so tired, burnout. I feel like I keep doing things for other people and they don't, they don't see it. But it, it just, that's why I feel like certain companies, if they do do that, they're the, the ones that last. Yeah. And if you're too accommodating. It kind of comes down to like communication. Forward. Internally, we still, it's really interesting. It probably, people may find this fascinating, but John and I, we're from two different worlds, like in some philosophies and it's fine. And it's understandable. We're like 12 years 
12, 15 years apart in age. In fact, we all are, which is really funny. <laughs> um, even with you, between you and John, John. there's some, sp- there's quite a bit of distance there, like an entire decade. Uh, but we actually use a philosophy laid out years ago by uh, an author, and I can't remember the name, and I bet Robert, you might know if I tell you this, but it's the five love languages. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I, I've read the book. I'm trying to think about the author. Yeah. I'll, I'll find out. I'll do my... my yeah, you got the Googles duties. in there. You're that booth engineer. You got the power of the Google at your fingertips. Um, well, Google did get it right. Yes. <laughs> but it's a really good book to read for personal relationships or for business. Mm-hmm. And I say for business because if you're an employer, you need to know how to talk to people, how to treat people. Like Jonathan is words of affirmation, Mitch is gifts, I'm quality time, and then we've kind of pegged you to words of affirmation as well, mm-hmm. which is why you and John get along mm-hmm. so well, I think. Physical touch is a weird one in the business realm. Though, <laughs> yeah. That is Chris High five. <laughs> yeah. There's an HR person going like, please define that one clearly. <laughs> Yeah. Handshake, high five, fist pump. Yeah, yeah. So physical touch is not inappropriate. It's uh, but there's people that will like reach out and mm-hmm. say when they say something and they talk, you notice those people and who yeah. they are. Um, Gary Chapman, by the way. Yes, that's who I was. I was like, it's a C. I know it starts with a C. Uh, but yes, yeah, Gary Chapman. So it's a. Uh, there's been and there's been several iterations on it, like the five love languages for single adults. Five. Lo- I was like, no, can we just keep the thing, the thing that it originally was, because it works fine. Yeah, the OG, it works just fine. Um, because there's all these assessments out there to figure out your <laughs> your personality. Like mm-hmm. we had Matt Thomas on here with the other Matt, and we talked about disc. And Matt was like, I feel like you're a D and a C. And I thought that was funny because I like DC Comics, I'm just saying. But it was really kind of interesting. And I was like, yeah, you're right, I am. I'm not an I and an S. I'm, I'm, nope. I remember doing it back in college. It, what is it, the, the Myers-Briggs? I did that one too, yeah. Yeah, I did that. I cannot remember. <laughs> yeah, there's something about I need toilet paper. That's all I remember mm-hmm. about it. Um, you know, I think I'm an ENFJ slash I. Or dash I, what Meyer Briggs. I like 16 personalities too. Yeah. Well, and see, that's the thing. Back when I took all of these over a decade ago, there wasn't this half of this and half of that and part of this and part of that. It was just this or that, which made things very clear to understand. Now today I'm like, I hear things like what you just said, Robert, and I'm just like, uh, do we need a therapist? Do you, are you okay? Well, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, now. <laughs> so, but um, are you comfortable? Like, um, I, I think it'd be interesting if you take the DISC assessment, if you're comfortable with it. I would, yeah. I mean, uh, whenever I did the, when I did it back in college, I feel like it really depends on your mood too. And that may affect like brand attributes too. Like mm-hmm. the success of your business, um, foot traffic or, uh, clientele whatever uh, yeah helps your business survive it affects your attributes too like are you uh <laughs> it's like if you're struggling are you more moody are you angry do you seem frustrated passive mm-hmm. aggressive or if you're if your business is just booming you're automatically just more giddy yeah yeah well everybody's happy when there's happenings mm-hmm. happening but, <laughs> so whenever i did those tests i'm like well it depends like what mood am i in mm-hmm so oh, yeah. I feel like it depends. That's a good Subject- point. It's subjective, I feel like, in a way. Yeah, it is. I think I, I've read some research. I'll, I'll send it to you later on. But like people 
will take tests when they're at home and, and they're at work and they'll score completely different. You know, your personality, typically, you could be a completely different person, essentially, your work personality from your from your day-to-day personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I've noticed, because I know that when, you've, when you came on to staff, the struggle of explaining, like, what you do mm-hmm. and relieving stress from John and the day-to-day tasks that he has, that's part of it, but you're not a secretary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you will have accounts that you manage. <laughs> and that's just yours. That's so scary, but it's, it's scary. <laughs> but it, it is possible. It is possible. But it, it to what you said before, like you're, you gravitate toward people that are sort of like minded. You always do, or because as a species, and this is going to sound really weird, but it kind of is on brand. We're as a species, we're very tribal. Mm-hmm. We don't want to admit that, but we are. We're very tribal. We tend to gravitate to others that are more like us in mm-hmm. how we think. Um. So. Those would be how we would look at internally, how we look at an account for an account manager who comes on staff and go like, okay, this is perfect for Michaela to manage. Not so much that one. That's more of a John thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that's sort of how we treat employment. Like it's very personality driven. That's why I bring up the five love languages. It's like, okay, well, this is how communication is going to go. This is how this person feels appreciated. And so when you do the disc assessment, then that sort of gets into the like, all right, so now I know really where to aim you mm-hmm. when it comes to events and things because some events are more relaxed than others. Mm-hmm. Like Robert and I are terrible at events. No offense, Robert. But, yeah, we uh, – I don't know, man. <laughs> you look like you were, like, going to say amen or something. I, I, I have my days. I have my days <laughs> when I can turn it on. Yeah. Um, we're not really people, people. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you can get – like for me, I have to cycle between. Like I know when it's time for me to take a break from something. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'll get burnt out, and then it's like, okay, well maybe, maybe back away from events for a little bit until I feel like, man, it'd be nice to go to an event. And yeah, and that's when it's time for me to go back to an event. Yeah, and that's the mark of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not like backward. We just don't have that energy to just go, 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 and keep going. And there's people out there that do. I'm not saying you are either. Mm-hmm. I've already read you're not. Um, you're like, that was fun. I'm going to go do things now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's something that that makes it very difficult to kind of think about what you're going to do when you meet a prospect in sales. You know, mm-hmm. it's never been a pressure for you to like make a sale or close a sale. And it isn't because mm-hmm. everything is relationship driven that we do. Mm-hmm. But because uh, it's really but it is really interesting um, to get out of that marketing mindset and really think about honestly who you are and the attributes allow you to do that. Like, you know, people probably look at me and have certain set of attributes they think of when they think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same for you. You know, there's a list of attributes that you have and it's something that we're going to internally do as well. Like this is what I think of when I think of John, this is what I think of when I think of Mitch and Jason and Michaela and they kind of look at the brand attributes and go, what's the DNA makeup of that? And it's really mm-hmm. kind of how that works. It's like this one and this one, you're going to see patterns and mm-hmm. you're going to go like, boom, boom, boom. There it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you try to approach it from a gimmicky marketing standpoint mm-hmm. to project a message in a, uh, an ad, mm-hmm. um, that's where you get into the disingenuousness of it, I mm-hmm. think. And Come up, it comes up the works. Yeah, and then they meet you in person, and they're like, 
No. Like, <laughs> liar. <Yeah. laughs> liar. Um, Lies. Yeah. But you'll be seeing, if you're out there and you're local, you'll be seeing a lot more Michaela. Um, you'll, you're probably sick of seeing me. But, you know, you'll be seeing Michaela more. Uh, I've had people like, Ask about you. They see you on the show. They love seeing you on the show. Michaela is now an official co-host of the podcast. So when she introduces herself, she's going to tell you what she does, who she's with, and that she's a co-host of the podcast. After that 30-second highlight, I think you're just kind of need to just, okay, and then just wait for somebody. Any leading questions. (laughs) Yeah, like just open for questions, you (laughs) know, or just wait until afterwards, and that's what I do because I struggle with that 30-second pitch Mm -hmm. as well. I hate it. It's so... Because like Stressful. I said before, you just I overthink it. Like, what else do I need to add in there? Mm-hmm. And I know there's an event coming up for pitching, mm-hmm. uh, the art of the pitch. Yeah, and I'm very excited about yeah, that one. That yeah. one's uh, well, podcast is going to be released afterwards, but <laughs> yeah. uh, June 23rd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be June. Yeah, June 23rd. But um, it is a thing to kind of like work through. I I had uh, a couple days ago. I had to pitch. I hope Cherise don't get mad at me, but I have to because it's so damn funny. Um, but I had to immediately on the spot pitch a fluffy pink unicorn mm-hmm. and why you need one. That's all. That's I all remember I, I remember doing that when I was in college. It was um, an improv thing. You were given yeah. like 10 or 15 minutes. You uh, pick, you chose a partner um, that was in the class, obviously. And they had, um, it was just like random products. Like they just had, they cut the pictures out of them and, or they had them pasted on a presentation on PowerPoint. Uh, we had one of those sequence pillows with uh, Nick Cage's face on it. And <laughs> <laughs> we had to pitch this. And I remember using the phrase because the song Pillow Talk by Zane, he was a member of One Direction, a boy band back in like the early 2010s. Yeah. And we're like, and have some pillow talk with Nick. And we just, <laughs> I just remember that. Like that pillow pitches itself, though. It does. Yeah. Well, we added like movie quotes from his, like something from National Treasure. I think we added as well. You know, one thing. Um, my my business partner Rob Johnson, which is you know interesting. Not not me, other <laughs> Rob. Yeah, they got um, more than one Robert here. Could you imagine working at that place? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he does really good when he's introducing himself, and he has to put the pitch. Like he he has a good philosophy. He refuses to start with the pitch, even if even if somebody's like. Hey, start with your pitch. Like he's always going to find something helpful, you know, a, a topic discussion to start first, something that, you know, he could give everybody with value no matter what, um, before he even introduces himself, if he has the opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm. But by the way, I'm Rob Johnson at our company. Yeah. Cause that's the thing at the end of the pitch it, and it's something you have to do is always tell them where they can find you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I close out the podcast, it's the same thing. Where where can I go and listen to this? Because you never know if you have a first time listener, first time listener, where first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that reference or not, but that's from like an old radio show. I think it's DJX, or Bob and Tom. And it's like they would have a skit come on. It's like, hello, this is Robert, first time listener, first time caller. You know, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, you'd always close it out with like how they can find you, where they can find you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've tried to wire up things to make it really, really easy to reach out to us and find us. Mm-hmm. You know, I had somebody the other day directly email me and, you know, it's a little jarring when that happens. Cause I'm like, is this spam? You know, <laughs> <she don't> know. <laughs> 
are you a person? <laughs> yeah. Are you really a person? Because things are weird right now. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does happen. It is the... I kind of love how easy I can see through emails and LinkedIn messaging, holding like the kind of niche company that I'm part of with podcasting producing. Because mm-hmm. I get dozens of emails a day from people being like, hey, Rob, I listened to your podcast. Here's my services. It was a fantastic episode. And it's like all the time, like, hey, we're, we're a, net, a podcast network. We're not, it's not necessarily individual podcasts. So I can see that you've just gotten my name on an email list yeah. and generated a very non-custom mm-hmm. message to me. So don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I it, had one from Hub, uh, HubSpot, like in, in the subject line, it said, do we match? And I'm like, is this a dating app? <laughs> What? Yeah. It was Did you swipe like, right or left? No, I, well, I, I'm, I'm taken. So <laughs> no swiping was happening. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but it just, it was captioned, do we match? And I was like, what is this? So I opened it up and see like the signature at the bottom. It was something pertaining to HubSpot and partnerships. So I was like, uh, this is just, that threw me off balance. You need to think of a different subject line. Yeah. Yeah. When reaching out to us, don't ask me about mm-hmm. like, again, we have uh, the ability to help you name it, mm-hmm. design the creative, probably even in concept it. But we, NerdBrand, does not produce podcasts. You haven't noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a differentiator, too, that's come up. You know? What's that? The, where I just have people asking me about that. Oh, if they if you produced a podcast? Yeah, yeah, because I got a referral I'm going to send you and have you reach out to them probably about that because it's like, we don't do that, but we'll do the concept or whatever mm-hmm. um, because you do have to differentiate yourself for it to be interesting at some point. Yeah. Um, anyways. They can reach out to me if they want. No, no, I'll just connect you guys on email. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell them to ask them if you match. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> the guy that's going to, that I'll introduce you to, he'll be like, I like this guy. He's funny. He, you'll like him. <laughs> he might actually go for that. <laughs> Already. No. He'd be like, this is the weirdest referral introduction I ever got. Kind of on brand for Jason. Yeah, give it a go then. <laughs> I need to do that with some of our clients. If they like have businesses that kind of overlap each other. Yeah. Like, do you all match? <laughs> Don't worry. I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. No. There is a certain standard here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's the that that sort of approach is like, again... If you're honest, you'll have a greater time, greater success, I think, at relating to people, talking to people, selling to people, doing marketing. And uh, because we're kind of getting to that, we are in that age of where people just don't want inauthentic, um, regurgitated messaging and annoyance of ads in in that way. Mm -hmm. Because I know one of our philosophy is everything is an ad. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you have to make everything an ad. It means that it needs to be good. There needs to be qualities about it that make it a good ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we do. And so, you know, we're not going to get you drunk unless we need to. But I don't, many of the people, we do a pretty good job of loosening them up and getting mm-hmm. them to talk to us. And you do too as well. I've seen you in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't do, don't think you do a terrible job. You do not. Aww. You're very approachable and you're relatable. That's two qualities that are very strong. And you write emails way better than I do. I write emails like an oaf. (laughs) Yeah. What's an oaf? Um, Somebody that's all thumbs and every now and then uses a pinky (laughs) for the space bar. (laughs) Enter. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, this is a very different podcast episode. We hope you like it, though. You know, 
we may try a couple things, change things up as we go. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find us everywhere at Nerdbrand Agency. You can go to nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast. You'll be seeing more of Michaela. You'll be hearing more of Michaela as she starts to take over a new segment called Get Did Google Get It Right? And uh, we may introduce some music to that one. I kind of feel like we need some theme music for that. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, uh, well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And remember, keep your nerd brand strong. Yeah.